What's up, what's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Powerhouse Mentality Podcast. I am your host, I am Caitlin Kenna, and today we're going to be talking about five things that I wish I knew when I first started my fitness journey. And the reason why I wanted to focus on this topic was earlier, I was trying to come up with just different topic ideas when it comes to health and fitness because like I mentioned a couple podcasts ago I want to kind of go into that direction a little bit more since it is what I do for a profession and it's something that lights my soul on fire and it's something that helps other people you know at Hidden Summit I have a big role in the education department so I figured why not share my experiences with clients my own experiences as well as my knowledge that I've acquired over the past decade of coaching with you guys And, you know, when we first start off on a fitness journey, you're kind of just like shooting in the dark almost because you're doing something that you've never done before. And there's so much information on the internet. There's so much information on Google, on AI, on social media, And sometimes it can be extremely overwhelming to know what direction to go towards. I know that when I first started my fitness journey back um, when I was, officially I started my fitness journey when I was like 15. And that started with me joining cross country and then starting to pay a little bit more attention to my nutrition just based on like what I found online really more than anything because at that point in time, social media didn't exist. Instagram wasn't real. It was just Facebook and Facebook sucks. Um, It doesn't really provide information the same way that Instagram does. I guess I'll put it that way. And then, you know, as I evolved through like trial and error with my own nutrition, I started to learn what works, what doesn't work. And now that I'm, 28 I look back and I think wow there's so much that I've learned along this journey that I wish that somebody would have told me when I first started because it would have allowed me to get results much more quickly and for me to have less doubt along the journey so that's what I want to do for you guys I want to share five things that I feel are the most important things that I wish that I knew when I first started my journey because it would have helped me see results faster have less doubt uh, and help more people, I guess. So this is in no particular order. It's just kind of how these things popped into my head. So order of import- order of importance is irrelevant. Remember that. The first thing that I wrote down was the importance of protein intake and resistance training. So when I first started working out, when I first found fitness, the biggest thing I focused on was cardio. Like, I was going on runs every single day and I thought, okay, I need to run more and more and more in order to burn more calories, which will help me lose weight. That's the way to do it, right? It makes sense logically. You think, okay, I want to burn more calories because if I burn more calories, then I'm going to lose weight. It's science, right? And then we think, okay, what's the activity that gets us to lose weight? Or I'm sorry, what's the activity that gets us to burn the most calories? And that's running, technically. So in the moment, during the session, during the activity, running or cardio is going to help you burn more calories 
during that session. Now, the problem is two things. One, when that session ends, when you hit the stop button on that treadmill, when you stop running, you stop burning additional calories. You only burn calories during the activity. You're manually manually burning calories. The second thing where that becomes a problem is that our body is designed to adapt to get more efficient at these activities. And when our body becomes more efficient at that three-mile run, then say maybe you burned 500 calories the first time you did it, the second time you did it, third time, fourth time, fifth time. But a couple times later, now you're only burning 300 calories because it requires less effort from your body because you're adapting. You're becoming more efficient. So then you're going to burn less calories than you were initially. And again, you're not burning additional calories. So it doesn't work to just do more cardio. In fact, it's kind of like a losing battle because you have to continue to do more and more and more. And eventually you can't do any more because who the fuck is going to be doing two hours of running or two hours on a Stairmaster unless they're training for some specific event, right? So that's why resistance training is so important because resistance training does the complete opposite of cardio in that perspective. It's going to allow you to burn more calories at rest because during resistance training, your body wants to become more efficient at that activity as well. And in order to become more efficient at resistance training, you need to get stronger, which means you need to put on muscle. So that means that the more strength training you get with proper recovery, you're going to build muscle and muscle burns more calories than any other tissue in the body because it just requires a lot of energy for your body to maintain. Meaning you are going to burn more calories at rest simply by doing strength training instead of cardio. As well as you don't stop burning calories when the workout ends. You might burn less calories during the session compared to cardio. However, There have been studies that show that you continue to burn calories through the recovery process up to 48 hours after the training session, which is significant. So resistance training really is fucking important, not just because it helps with muscle, but because it's going to help you burn more calories at rest. All right. And then we're going to talk about protein because I feel like this is one area that so many people miss out on. And this is the one thing that I see hold people back the most is that, hey, they're doing really good with just managing calories. Maybe they're even counting calories and tracking calories or they're tracking their food or they're just trying to eat healthier. I love when people just try to eat healthier because usually that results in them not actually eating healthier. They're just eating marketed healthy food um, and then they're not really paying attention to calories or quantity. So when it comes to protein intake, protein is essential for fat loss. If you do not hit your protein intake, which would be one gram per pound of your body weight is kind of the sweet spot for most people. There is no upper limit that's been studied to protein intake. Obviously, if your digestion starts to take a hit, then you're probably eating too much protein. But one gram per pound is really where I set all of my clients unless they have some sort of an issue with it. And the reason for that is because, okay, say you're strength training, right? You're doing the resistance training. Awesome. So you're breaking down your muscle tissue during the workout. And you're giving your body that signal to get stronger, to put on muscle. But then you're not giving your body the building blocks to actually put on that muscle. 
You're not giving it the protein that it needs to put on that muscle because protein is made up of amino acids. And those amino acids are not just the building blocks for muscle, but the building blocks for life. So anything in your body that requires rebuilding, growth, repair, it requires those amino acids, which come from protein. So if you're not getting protein, if you're not hitting your protein goal, if you're not focusing on protein first and you're not strength training, I highly recommend instead of focusing on cardio and calorie restriction, like most people do, that just sets them back, focus on getting strong through resistance training and protein intake. Okay? So that's number one, the importance of protein and resistance training. Number two, you need to focus on being consistently good instead of being occasionally great. And what I mean by that, and I'm going to, give that quote to somebody who I've heard it from. It's Jeff Cunningham who said that quote. I heard it through uh, Nick Bear. So being consistently good instead of being occasionally great, what does that mean? So what happens for most people is that they can have one really fucking good day with their nutrition and fitness. And then the next day they have a cookie and they fucked up. So then ah, forget it. It's not worth it anymore. I fucked up. It doesn't matter. Wrong. Being consistently good is what matters. You can try to be perfect all that you want, but you don't need to be perfect in order to see results. In fact, being perfect is probably going to lead to binging. It's probably going to lead to you falling off completely and falling flat on your face and then being on the complete opposite side of the equation where you can't even hold your shit together. Look, the journey, your fitness journey, it's a fucking mess. So prepare for it. Results are never, ever, ever going to be linear. You're going to lose a pound. You're going to gain a pound. You're going to lose two pounds. You're going to gain a pound. What matters is that results are going in the right direction over time. And that's what you want to look for, that trend. So sometimes it's going to feel like you're not moving at all. But you just have to trust the process. And you have to focus on putting everything possible into each day by checking off I give my clients like a daily checklist that's appropriate for them. And a lot, of, a lot of it deals with hit your protein goal, hit your calorie goal, drink 100 ounces of water, get in 45 minutes of movement, and get seven to eight hours of sleep. Now, if you're doing those things, you're going to see phenomenal results, but it's going to take time. It's going to take a lot of time. Just think about how long it took you to get to the place where you are now. You're not going to flip the switch and change it in two weeks. It's going to take months, years. It's a journey. And the journey is going to be messy. It's going to be ups and downs. But all you need to focus on is being consistent. The all or nothing mindset that I see so many of my clients deal with when they first come to me, it destroys them because they think that they have to be all in and they have to be fucking perfect or it's not even worth it. When in all reality, you have to remember that something is always better than nothing. So like I say, hey, yeah, it's ideal to train Uh, Strength training three to six times a week, depending on who you are, depending on your experience, depending on your life. And then a client will say, oh, well, what if I only train once or I can only get to the gym once? It's not even worth it then. No, because one time is better than no times, right? Hitting your protein goal two days out of the week is better than zero times during the week. Just think about that. Be more consistent. And one way that I like to measure that out, this out for my clients, and this might help you to help you build the belief in yourself and build the confidence, is have that daily checklist where it has like four to five 
different tasks that you need to complete and you can take that one, right? Hit your protein goal, hit your calorie goal, drink 100 ounces of water, move for at least 45 minutes with intention and then get seven to eight hours of sleep. And every single day that you do that, you check those things off and you put a big old W on the calendar, right? You print out a calendar and you put a W, a big red W in permanent marker on that day. And then every day that you lose, you put a big old X through. And then over the weeks and over the months, you start to see that you have more W's and less X's. You still have X's, but you have less of them. And that's measuring progress because progress over time is what matters. And it's the belief that Hidden Summit is built off of. All right. So number two, be consistently good instead of being occasionally great. Number three, you can and you should eat carbs, especially if you're doing weight training or any form of high intensity exercise. Gone are the days where people fear carbs. However, people still do fucking fear carbs. No matter how much research is put out, no matter how much you see on the internet about don't fear carbs, they're good for you. They help you with um, fiber, which helps you with your digestion. They help you with um, being able to fuel your body through high-intensity workouts. And if you're able to fuel your body better during high-intensity workouts, guess what? You're going to have better workouts. And guess what that means? You're going to get better results. You don't have to fear carbs. You just have to manage them by tracking your calories and get in the right types of carbs. It's less about carbs and it's more about quality carbs. So carbs from Sour Patch Kids are not the same as carbs from an apple because that apple comes with a lot of micronutrients, comes with fiber. It's going to keep you more satiated so you're not going to be starving as soon as you finish it. Whereas the Sour Patch Kids is going to have quick sugar, which is beneficial in certain situations like pre-workout or post-workout. However, for dinner, you probably shouldn't be having it. So just think about what I like to tell a lot of my clients to start with, especially when it comes to the carbohydrate side of things, is focus on having those carbs. If you're afraid of them, focus on having them around your workouts because it's going to help with your performance and it's going to help with your recovery. So don't be afraid of carbs, all right? Gone are those days. They're very beneficial. They help you perform better. They're going to help your gut health if you're having fiber with your carbs. So focusing on like fruits, vegetables, and minimally processed carbs. So things that contain one ingredient like rice and potatoes. If you're afraid of carbs, get in whole unprocessed carbs. That's really what it's all about, guys. You know, if somebody's not ready to track macros, and I'll do an episode on this specifically, Because I know that there are a lot of people who are like, I'm not ready to track macros or I'm just not in the right mindset to track macros or it doesn't fit into my lifestyle, whatever that is. Like focus on hitting your protein goal every single day, track your protein, and then focus on eating only whole foods. Like don't eat processed foods because processed foods is why people tend to gain weight because processed foods are really, really easy to overconsume. And unfortunately, a lot of processed foods contain a lot of carbs and a lot of fats and very minimal protein. So just eat less processed food and focus on eating fucking real food. If you can eat more real food and hit your protein goal every single day and eat until you're satisfied, you're going to be in a fucking great spot. Stay away from processed food. It's okay to have every once in a while, but it shouldn't be a daily thing. I think it's 70 or it's 70 to 80%. I can't remember the exact percentage of Americans or Americans have... The majority of people have like 70 to 80% diet of processed food. That's fucking wild. It should be the opposite way. It should be 80% whole foods and then 
yeah, you know, you enjoy yourself a little bit. You go out and you have ice cream with your kids every once in a while, but always focusing on quality foods over anything. So when it comes to carbohydrates, that is so important. Focusing on quality carbs that are going to make you feel good and that are going to make you perform at your best. So remember that you can fucking eat carbs. All right. Number four is the scale is the least valuable form of measuring progress. Is the scale important for measuring progress? Sometimes. If somebody has a significant amount of weight to lose, yes, it is important for us to look at the scale to make sure that we are heading in the right direction. However, what I've seen as a coach is that the scale usually fucks people up more often than helping people out. Usually the scale just fucks with people and it causes them to make drastic decisions that they should not make. For example, if you allow the scale to dictate what you eat that day or to dictate how much movement you get in that day, then that's a problem. The scale should be a unit of measurement that you use maybe once a week to measure progress. But the more important things when it comes to progress is how you fucking feel, how you're performing in the gym. Are you getting stronger? Are you able to endure more? Are you getting faster on your movements? Whatever that looks like for you in your training program. How are your clothes fitting? How do you feel confidence-wise about yourself? How are your photos and your measurements? Those are more important. I like to do photos. I think those are the best way because to be honest, like the scale can lie. If a woman has their menstrual cycle, you're holding on to water. The scale is going to go up. If you had a hard training session the day before, you're inflamed. You're holding on to water. The scale is going to go up. If you drank a little bit more water the day before, that weighs something. The scale is going to go up. If you traveled, if you didn't sleep well, you have stress, you have inflammation, the scale is going to go up, but it's not body fat and it doesn't show progress. Whereas photos won't lie. There's less to hide. Yeah, you're going to see if somebody's inflamed because they didn't sleep well. But at the end of the day, the scale, in my opinion, is the least valuable form of measuring progress. And for a lot of people, they should not step on the scale more than once a week. And some people shouldn't even step on the scale that often. They should go off of feel. They should go off of trusting the process, especially if you have a coach. If you have a coach who's watching you and making sure that, hey, we're moving in the right direction. You just got to keep doing these things and knocking off. Like what I spoke about earlier, putting everything possible into each day and not worrying about the outcome because it will happen. All right. Number five, final thing. Every person is built different. Thus, it's a losing battle for you to compare yourself to other people. And this is something that I still struggle with to this day is comparing myself to other people. And I spoke about it on the last podcast. And I think this one is really valuable. Everybody's different. Like everybody has different genetics. If I'll use an example, right now I'm eating 3,100 calories. Now I train very hard, but not every person who's my height, who's my weight would be able to eat 3,100 calories, even training at the same way that I am and be able to see progress. Some people would need to eat more. Some people would need to eat less, right? Everybody processes food differently. Some people are better with fats. Some people are better with carbs. Some people have different digestion. Everybody has different digestion, actually, based on how you absorb your food, based on how you digest your food, but also just genetics in in general. Like everybody's core, for example, everybody wants a fucking six pack. Some people's core muscles are just shaped differently. So it's going to look different when they get leaner versus somebody else. Some people have fucking phenomenal genetics where they can put on muscle really, really fast and lose body weight very quickly where the next person, it takes them forever to do it. So you just have to focus on you versus you and worrying about 
doing what you need to do in order to see progress and figuring out what works best for you. Because the science can guide us, but at the end of the day, you have to do what works best for you and be completely honest with that perspective and result. So don't compare yourself to other people. It's a losing battle. It usually just results in you being more down on yourself and never being able to build confidence and belief in your journey. And it's going to hold you back from getting results. So focus on you versus you and just being better than the person you were. That's all that matters. So guys, I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. If you have any questions that or topics that you would like me to cover, I want to do a Q&A episode next. So please send any questions to the email down below. I will also put a post on Instagram and Facebook to ask for questions. So make sure you look out for that if you haven't seen it already. But if you guys need anything, as always, please shoot me a message. Go out and do one thing that's going to take you one step closer to where you want to be.